Welcome to episode three of the Fantasy Pitch Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Wolf. Today we're going to look at a little recap of Thursday night's game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens, talk about some of the fantasy implications of that game, as well as some injuries that occurred. Uh, after that, we're going to look at some injuries uh, for this upcoming fantasy weekend, week four of the football season. Then we're going to talk about some GPP plays or guaranteed prize pool plays uh, uh, regarding DraftKings uh, for this weekend. So why don't we just go ahead and get it? Okay, so just let's just jump right in here. Uh, last night's game was actually a very excellent game for a Thursday night slate. Uh, usually Thursday night games are rather boring, but uh, I found myself staying up uh, way past my bedtime to finish this one. It, it was a pretty exciting game, especially there at the end. Uh, you know, uh, the first thing that I want to talk about involving this game is uh, I'm just going to pat myself on the back here with the Darius Hayward Bay call. Um, yesterday I had talked about if you're super super desperate at the wide receiver position, he was a guy that I felt comfortable uh, uh, putting in your flex position, and he performed fairly well. He saw five targets, uh, which he caught four of them. One was an ugly drop uh, that he had. Uh, it was four receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. Now, the touchdown was was really ugly, and it was almost an incomplete pass, but hey, uh, uh, you don't get graded for style points uh, in fantasy. So, 13 points in a PPR format for a guy you just picked up off the waiver wire. You can't really complain there. So, after that, let's talk about Michael Vick. Michael Vick had a, well, it, it wasn't a thrilling performance, but he did perform well. If you were in a tight spot and you had to start a quarterback uh, uh, from Thursday night's game and you, and you started Michael Vick, you're, you're not too disappointed. He didn't ruin your fantasy week for you. He's certainly not going to win it. But he didn't perform too bad. He was 19 of 26 for 124 yards and one touchdown in the air. And nine attempts at rushing for 33 yards uh, with a long of 10 there. So he didn't do too bad for you. But uh, like I said, it wasn't a lights-out performance. The the star of this game was absolutely Le'Veon Bell. If you watched the game, you, there's no way you did not come away impressed by him. He carried the ball 22 times for 129 yards and a touchdown. Now that touchdown was pretty impressive. Uh, you, you got to see his speed, some of his shifting moves. You know, it, might, it, it should have been called back because of a holding penalty on Michael Vick, but hey, uh, it, it counts in my book. Uh, he looked just excellent. Uh, on top of that, he had seven receptions, only for a hundred, or excuse me, only for twenty-one yards. But dang, that's seven receptions. If you're in a PPR league, he was just a monster. I believe he put up in a PPR thirty-one points. Will and that is just that. That's huge. Uh, you're definitely not disappointed by that performance. One guy you might be disappointed by is Antonio Brown. The streak is over. He had a huge streak coming into this week. Uh, five catches for 50 yards or more uh, in consecutive games. That was busted last night. He did have his five receptions, but it was only for 42 yards. Now, he dropped a touch, a would-have-been touchdown pass early in the first half. Uh, which I'm sure he's kicking himself about right now. It was a beautiful deep throw by Michael Vick, and uh, he just couldn't reel it in. Uh, the only other person of note here is Heath Miller, the tight end. He caught one ball for one yard. That is a disappointing performance, but 
I can't say it's completely unexpected. Uh, he's just not going to get the volume of targets that he saw with Big Ben. Uh, the Steelers just as a whole aren't going to be throwing the ball as much. So if you're a Heath Miller or owner, uh, I suggest uh, even straight up dropping him and trying to find something better on the waiver wire. Um, no one's going to be picking him up. Uh, unless they're super desperate at tight end. Uh, moving on to the Baltimore side of the ball, Joe Flacco had a mixed performance as well. Uh, he was 20 of 33 for 189, one touchdown, one interception, and he also lost a fumble. Uh, he might have lost two. I'll have to look back at that. But he was just a turnover machine last night. He did pull it out in the end uh, to win the game for Baltimore there with some good throws. Uh, like I said before, Justin Forsett ha- came through for you. 27 uh, rushing yards or rushing attempts for 150 yards. No touchdown, but he was unstoppable. Uh, he looked very, very good last night, uh, and that's exactly what you're hoping for that turnaround if you're a Forsett owner. Uh, receiving wise, Steve Smith Sr. Uh, left the game with what looked like a very painful back injury. There's no official word on uh, what the injury is as of this moment right now. Uh, Hopefully, uh, like I said before, you have uh, an option there. Uh, The star of the show here for Baltimore's passing was uh, Kamir Aiken, who was 5 for 77 and a touchdown, uh, making some key catches uh, late in the game to win it for Baltimore. He looked very, very good. Uh, if you don't remember uh, Kamir Aiken, he will, uh, was drafted by the Patriots and uh, cut and picked up last year by Baltimore. Kind of came on a little bit towards the end of the season there for Baltimore. Uh, he's a guy to keep an eye on. If you're a Steve Smith owner and are super desperate at the wide receiver position, Kamir Aiken's a guy that you can pick up as a preemptive um, uh, security blanket in case St- Steve Smith misses sometimes. Uh, Aiken's clearly going to be the number one target there if uh, Steve Smith Sr. does miss some time. All right, let's just move on into the injury report uh, for this weekend coming up. It was just announced that Alshon Jeffrey, Sammy Watkins, and LaShawn McCoy will all miss this week's games. Alshon Jeffrey is a pretty big surprise. Uh, There's a lot of people, including me, that figured this would be the week that he came back, but apparently they're going to hold him out one more week, which kind of makes sense. Uh, If Cutler's close to being out, will play. He's going to play next week. Uh, They're pretty much just forfeiting this game to make sure that they have their two key guys available next week and going forward. Okay, so like I said, Sammy Watkins out with Sean McCoy out. Charles Johnson is on the the uh, the bad side of doubtful here. Uh, hopefully, you aren't relying on him anyways. Victor Cruz is out indefinitely. Uh, he left again with that calf injury that he's been uh, <clears throat> he's been nursing since training camp. Uh, this is a pretty common injury, especially coming off his PCL injury from last year. Uh, you know, he's running differently. He's stretching, stressing muscles differently because his gait is, is so different because he's nursing that knee still. Uh, this is a problem. Uh, I talked about it yesterday with, uh, with uh, the, the other personnel that they had brought in to uh, try out for that slot position. Um, I think you go ahead and drop Victor Cruz at this point. He didn't look too well last year, even before the injury. And with this, he's just not going to have the explosive or the cutting ability that made him a star. Uh, if you're a Victor Cruz owner and you need 
extra roster space, I don't think there will be an issue with you dropping him. Uh, moving on here, Doug Martin uh, practiced in full today. He'll he'll be able to play for you. Devontae Freeman practiced in full as well with that toe injury. There shouldn't be any issues. That was more precautionary why he was limited yesterday. Julio Jones also will be available. Uh, Dwayne Allen practiced on Friday with that ankle injury. This is going to be a situation you're going to want to monitor if you're a Dwayne Allen owner and are relying on him. Um who knows uh, if he's going to play, especially with this next guy that I'm going to talk about, Andrew Luck. Um, he was limited in practice yesterday with that shoulder injury. Uh, today, uh, there's no official word yet, but they said that he didn't come out with the starters and wasn't thrown with the starters at the beginning of practice. Um, if Andrew Luck misses to misses this Sunday, I doubt we see Dwayne Allen either. They're probably going to pull a Chicago here and make sure that they have Andrew Luck and Dwayne Allen both healthy before they uh, put either one in instead of playing limited with one or the other. Uh, the Andrew Luck news is kind of shocking here. Uh, no one knew anything about this until I believe it was Wednesday, maybe Tuesday night. Uh, it was it was uh, displayed that he would have an injury there. Uh, Andrew Luck owners, you need to go get a backup right now because it's not sounding too good for his play. Uh, moving on, Jonathan Stewart is probable uh, and practice on full today. Marquise Lee is out officially. Josh, the Colts signed Josh Johnson, um, but he's not going to start uh, if Andrew Luck can't go. It's going to be Matt Hasselbeck, um, but I'm sure there are better options on your waiver wire, waiver wire if you're an Andrew Luck owner and need to pick up a backup. Andre Ellington is 50-50 to play. Um, it, it's... It's sounding like he has a better shot to play than not. The issue is going to be the workload here. Uh, with Chris Johnson performing well in his absence and with the rookie David Johnson coming on and looking very good, it's going to be a committee here. I don't know that Ellington is any more than a flex if he is available this weekend. Chris Ivory is looking like he's going to be good to go. If you're an Ivory owner, you should be able to plug him in on Sunday. Uh, but keep in mind, last week um, Ivory was active and didn't, didn't even see the field. So that's going to be a situation here where if you're an ivory owner, you're going to have to make that call whether you're going to trust that New York's going to going to give him the workload or or give it to Bilal Powell like last week. Devontae Adams is doubtful for this week. Hopefully you have other options there. Eric Decker will be a game-time decision uh, with, with Decker here. I've heard a lot of people in the past, the past couple of years that have played in England, talk about how uh, the playing field is soggy and slippery, and they lose their fitting quite, or their their uh, their feet um, quite a bit here. Uh, with his knee injury and the, those field conditions, I worry if he's going to be able to make those cuts uh, on those slant routes and all that inside stuff that. Decker's so good at. If you have another option other than Eric Decker, even if he is active, I almost would side on the air, the, the side of caution here and uh, play your other options. Nelson Aguilar uh, should be good to go. I know a lot of people are upset with uh, his goose egg last week, but let me just tell you this. He's playing 83% of the snaps. That is a whole lot of offensive snaps. They are trying to get him going. He's going to get going soon. Like I said yesterday on the podcast, he just like Jordan Matthews took the better part of the first half of the season to get going, I believe Nelson Aguilar will too. I think 
if not this week in the next couple weeks he is going to start taking off if you're an Aguilar owner hold on do not cut and do not undersell quite yet uh, moving on here uh, Deshaun Jackson is close to return, but it's not looking like it's going to be this week for him. Um, let's keep it going here. Just, uh, Vernon Davis missed practice again on Thursday. He's doubtful for this week. Um, Percy Harvin uh, should be good to go this week uh, with that hip injury. I don't think we have any issues with that. Um, Julius Thomas uh, still looking like another week or two away. If you're a Thomas owner, I don't think he, you're going to be able to plug him in quite yet. Alan Hearns was limited on Thursday, but the report is that he should be good to go this week. Marquise Lee missed practice again. Uh, he's probably doubtful right now. Uh, Randall Cobb uh, with his shoulder practicing in full again all week long. There's no issues there. Josh McCown is good to go. Uh, hopefully you're not counting on him quite yet either. Uh, he, there's tons of other options on your waiver wire. Um, let's see. Eddie Lacy said that, quote, his ankle injury is going away. Uh, so take that for what it's worth. I do believe it's still going to be a little bit of a committee approach here with Lacy and Starks. Um, but if you're an Eddie Lacy owner, you probably don't have a better option. Uh, you're going to plug him in and go. John Brown was limited on Thursday. He's probable. Um, I, I feel like he's a very fine flex play here. And I think this could be the week that he finally takes off. Uh, you talk about that that fierce pass rush of uh, the Rams. I think the Cardinals can will take some shots to slow down the pass rush. And John Brown's going to be that deep threat, the guy that, that makes them only rush three or four rushers instead of sending the house. Um, so John Brown, I think, is a sneaky play this week. Uh, flex with uh, wide receiver one upside, if you ask me. Travis Benjamin should be good to go if you picked him up off your waiver wire and need to start him. He'll be available for you. Uh, Brandon Cooks, again, was limited on Thursday, um, but he's looking like he'll be he'll be good to go. Uh, Drew Brees on Thursday practiced in a limited capacity. He said he's confident he's going to play. If you're a Drew Brees owner, I think you're okay with putting him in your starting lineup, but make sure you monitor in the moments leading up to the game to make sure he is the guy. Devontae Adams is doubtful for this weekend. Hopefully you have other options there as well. Marshawn Lynch is considered day-to-day. If you're a Lynch owner, you need to have Thomas Rawls on your roster uh, if you're going to go ahead and try to play that matchup. It isn't a bad matchup, and I do think that either one who starts uh, has a lot of value. Marshawn Lynch, Lynch obviously, uh, a top-tier uh, running back one, uh, and I would say Thomas Rawls would be a middle tier running back two if active. Uh, watch that situation and plug in the one that plays. Um, if you are a Marshawn Lynch owner, do not have Thomas Rawls. I don't think you can take the bet. I think you have to plug in your other options here unless we hear something Saturday or Sunday morning. Uh, Joyke Bell sat out practice on Thursday. He's probable for this weekend, but he's been extremely ineffective. Okay, that's it for the injuries. Um, if you guys are looking for some super deep sleepers for this weekend regarding all five uh, skill positions, go ahead and play podcast number one. I talked about the top five uh, sleepers at each position there. If you're desperate, guys that you can pick up and plug and play that I feel very confident about this weekend. 
And on Monday, I'm going to go over those sleeper lists and, and let you know how they performed. Okay, let's talk um, GPP contests here for DraftKings. If you're not familiar with Daily Fantasy, a GPP is what they call a guaranteed prize pool. It's your big tournaments. It's that million-dollar maker that you see all the advertisements about. It's uh, other big prizes. The million-dollar maker is a, a very expensive one, uh, a ticket to get into. It's $20 entry, which that doesn't seem like a lot, but considering your odds of winning it it's quite a bit to spend on one tournament i'll tell you i am playing the the million maker this week um the way i do it is i play a bunch of cash games i play a high volume cash games and usually uh i take my winnings and i double up in the cash games and i might take two or three tickets uh of lower stakes tournament plays to play with with those winnings each week um last week was a very good week for me i doubled up in every single one of my 50 50 uh lineups so i felt comfortable with the money that i make to go ahead and and put in uh, an entry into um the millie maker here so i'm going to talk some positions here uh if, if you guys are daily fantasy players some some guys that i think um are worth GPP, maybe not necessarily um, your 50-50 guys, but but guys with high upside that could possibly go off. And I'm going to start at the running back position here. One guy that I think is going to be overlooked a little bit um, is Giovanni Bernard. Uh, you know, I know he's been doing very well this week uh, or in the weeks leading up here, but he's a guy that I think is going to have a lot of value this week considering his pass catching ability and uh, Jeremy Hill's almost um, disappressing or uh, disappointing uh, start to this the season now uh, Giovanni Bernard is going to split carries which isn't really ideal when considering running back position for um, uh, DraftKings or any other daily fantasy um, uh, platform that you play on I do think that with his catching ability he is going to have a ton of value i could see a couple touchdowns hopefully from him and maybe a hundred yards combined rushing and receiving uh the next one is a guy that i am also playing in my 50 50s i talked about yesterday and that's uh, carlos williams uh with Lashawn mccoy definitely out this weekend he's a no no-brainer play at 3400 he is just a super value gonna see a ton of of uh, volume here if you're not playing him um you know it's just a give me here my next ones i'm going to talk about i'm going to talk about two of the the bigger sleepers that i have in this tournament and that's michael crabtree and alan robinson i really think regarding michael crabtree that uh, Oakland's going to try to open it up a little bit. They're going to try to put some bo- points on the board early to make Jimmy Clausen play from behind and put the game on Jimmy Clausen's arm uh, to win it. I really think it's going to be a very high-scoring first half of this game. I think Oakland's going to try to put as many points as possible on the board and then kind of slow it down in the second half with runs. Uh, so Michael Trapp, Crabtree is the ultimate GPP play, in my opinion. He's a, definitely a boom bust, but that's what you're looking for here. You want those low-cost, uh, high-ceiling guys for your GPPs. The next one I have here is Allen Robinson. He's at 5500 which is a moderately priced receiver. Um, I do think that if if Andrew Luck does play, that Jacksonville's going to be playing be- from behind the majority of the game. It will be throwing the ball a ton. 
Allen Robinson is the number one receiver. Yes, Vontae Davis will be on him, but I do believe that Allen Robinson has a ton of value here. Um, let's talk about my last, my flex position here, and I have Julio Jones. Just because the way I set up the rest of my roster here, I had a ton of money left over, so I was able to plug in a top-tier guy like Julio Jones. He's the number one price receiver on DraftKings this week and the last couple of weeks leading up. He's at $9,300, which is a ton. You know, I feel like a lot of people are going to be fading Julio Jones this week because he's been so dominant the first three weeks of this season that a lot of people are going to be questioning if he can do it for a fourth week in a row. And, you know, the matchup is just beautiful here. I I do think he's going to have a ton of catches. I don't think that 10 catches is out of reach for him. Um, With that pass rush of Houston, they're going to be throwing a lot of slants, and he's the best inside guy that they have as well. Uh, He he truly is a do-it-all receiver. I think think he's going to have another big week this week. And considering uh, what I think... A lot of people are going to be fading him this week. I'm going to plug him in, which is a really weird contrarian play um, considering that he's one of the top receivers in the league. Now, I'm not going to go over my quarterback or my tight end because um, I, I, I honestly feel really good about this lineup and I don't want to give away everything about it. But I will tell you one defense that I think is super sneaky um, that I'm definitely playing in the GPP is the Raiders' defense. Um, I know what you're thinking there. You're like, the Raiders, what? Yeah, well, they play Chicago with Jimmy Clausen throwing the ball and without uh, Alshon Jeffrey. They're going to be playing from behind the whole time. Uh, Jimmy Clausen's going to have to win the game for him, and he's going to throw a ton of picks. I don't think three, four, maybe even five picks is completely out of the question here. I think it's a very, very good play. But I do think it's going to be higher owned than people think. I think a lot of people are going to be jumping on the Oakland defense this week, especially with the news that Alshon Jeffrey is out. All right, guys, that's everything I got for you today. On Monday, we'll go over um, my sleeper picks that I had, and we'll go over some of my lineups to let you know where I stand uh, in my 50-50s and in the tournament plays, and we'll let you know how those calls went. I hope everyone has a good, productive fantasy week this week, and good luck to everyone. I love you, Daddy.